This podcast is sponsored by Police Bank. Since 1964, Police Bank has stood for the financial well-being of police, their families, friends and communities. As it's member-owned, it's able to offer more competitive rates for banking with them. Whatever is next on your horizon, Police Bank can help you get there sooner. Welcome to Inside the New South Wales Police Force. Real cops, real stories. I'm your host, Adam Shand. The police force's role in the youth justice system is a vital one. There's a youth officer at each of the 80 police area commands or police districts across New South Wales. They're responsible for delivering cautions and referring young offenders to youth justice conferences. They're the primary point of contact between New South Wales Police and Youth Justice New South Wales. They also implement local strategies to reduce juvenile crime, including giving talks at schools and networking with other organisations, including the Police Citizens Youth Clubs. Later we'll hear from a youth officer on the ground, but first, here's the leader of the command, Superintendent Sam Chrisafulli. My name is Superintendent Sam Chrisafulli. I'm the commander of the New South Wales Police Force Youth Command. I've got um, nearly 200 police who work all across the state. We work hand-in-hand with uh, police area commands and police districts. We work in partnership with the Department of Education, the PCYC, Youth Justice New South Wales, and a whole heap of other organisations. Our role, our main role, is to reduce the contact of young people with the criminal justice system. Youth crime is one of the touchpoint issues for the community. There's a perception of things going off the track all the time. What's the reality out there? You're dealing with the Youth Command every day and seeing the problems. Uh, do we have a crisis with youth crime, do you think? I don't know that we'd call it quite a crisis, to be honest, Adam. I think, um, you know, we we have definitely seen reported, and, and it is a reality that there are some concerning issues out there in the community. We're really worried about um, some locations and, and some kind of cohorts of, of young people in the community that are committing, that we see committing serious crime, but crime that really endangers themselves and endangers the community. By that, I mean this spate of breaking into houses, stealing high-performance cars and, and driving them, engaging the police in pursuits. That type of thing is really concerning. We've seen it. We've seen it not just in New South Wales, but across the country. Um, so, so that is a worry. But you know, we, we are working hard. We've got um, a lot of good people addressing these crime types, and we've got a good strategy. And it is important that you know that uh, we are allowed to follow our plans, our initiatives, and and um, I just ask that you know that the community, that the, that the good people of New South Wales, um, allow us to do that and be strategically patient while we take our approach. Indeed, because, listen, there's always been issues with youth in, in our society. Um, when they get bored, underemployed, so forth, and get up to mischief. But we're not seeing in the numbers a corresponding spike that meets the level of community anguish about this. And secondly, we hear about this anti-police attitude amongst some cohorts of youth. But as I'm speaking to your youth officers involved in the commands around the state, they're seeing something quite different. There's a lot of engagement there and they're getting results. I guess the problem for you is that a lot of these 
small wins, as we're calling them, don't make the crime stats. When kids turn away from a life of crime, who don't go back into jail, they don't make the crime. You, you've got to retool the crime stats to actually understand what you guys are doing. Yeah, it's, it's a good point you make. And uh, we spoke about this uh, yesterday, but measuring and evaluating the good work, the engagement, the young people that we do divert away from crime is always difficult because you're trying to measure something that hasn't actually happened. It hasn't happened because of the good work of not just the police, but of our partners, our partners through, you know, um, the Department of Education, Youth Justice New South Wales, the PCYC, that there are a stack of people out there, everybody contributing and and, and you don't really notice it because you're trying to measure stuff that hasn't happened. So that is a challenge. Um, you, you are right. It, it is. And, and we, we do recognise that we kind of need to have a look at this evaluation framework to properly measure and demonstrate what I suppose could have happened but didn't because of what we're doing. Well, exactly, because I think it's often not very fashionable these days to talk about police roles being one of their foundations was being a peace officer. How do you measure peace? It's a tough question. And what you're seeing amongst the cohort of the officers I've spoken to is they're getting out in the community, they're having these conversations, and they are seeing change. And you've got, you're building real skill and capacity in that area, which hopefully translates down the track. Well, you know, everybody thinks that um, the role of a police officer is just to, you know, respond to crime and detect and investigate and lock up crooks and it is it's a really important role and we do it really well um but you don't have to go to the police act to, to, to look at the purpose of the police forces to work with the community to prevent and um you know respond to crime um it says it in the legislation and and it's it's what the community expect of us so so we do but you know that that first part work with the community is really important as well and so um certainly you know, not just youth command, but we see it across the whole police force. These community, these relationships that we have developed with with partner agencies, and and you know, COVID was horrible, and and we never want to go back there. But you know, one thing we learnt that you know, New South Wales Health and the cops working together, and all the different agencies coming together, we can do it, and it does work. It just needs a coordinated approach everybody being accountable for their own organisation's roles. And, um, you know, it's not just the cops, it's just kind of hashtag, what, what else have you done? You know, parents have got to be responsible. And uh, just that whole partnership concept is how we are going to, I suppose, give the next generation opportunities to express themselves and, and be good contributing members of society. One issue that we also is lost in discussions of policing is one of those fundamental roles of helping those who are in need of help. And we see in our First Nations population in particular, young kids who are in need of help and certainly to keep them out of the juvenile justice system and certainly incarceration. What are your goals around that? It's a very public area of policing. Yeah, look, there, there is no doubt that, um, that uh, our First Nations people are overrepresented in the criminal justice system. Um, particularly, particularly youth. Um, we define youth as um, under eighteen years of age, and so our priority, one of the, our commissioner's top five priorities, is is called next generation Aboriginal or First Nations and youth. So, so that combined is a real focus, not just of 
Youth Command, but the whole police force. Um, and we're doing that by working with other agencies. Um, it might surprise people to, to know that um, the New South Wales Police Force work closely with um, Youth Justice, Aboriginal Legal Services, New South Wales Health, Department of Education, all these other agencies on the Closing Gap Working Parties. And it's a, a real partnership piece of work that we're doing. We, we are looking at all aspects of how we can get the, uh, the mix of diversion right so that, so that we aren't putting kids into, um, youth justice centres where there are other options, um, better options. And that is, that is one of our major pieces of work at the moment, um, strategically. But you know, at the, at the heart of it all is, is we have to give these kids opportunities right at the start, First Nations people, culturally safe opportunities where they've had an opportunity to be part of the solution as well and intervene early so that, you know, we're not at the bottom of the cliff trying to catch people as they fall off. Well, that's right. And there's only so much police can do. This is a a society-wide issue. But what we have seen from police in recent decades and years is a willingness to reach out to other organisations rather than saying, we're police, that's social welfare. You're really blurring that line, particularly with people in the field working in youth command. They're out there engaging with the public in a way that we haven't seen before. Well, I'll just touch on a few things that are happening. Firstly, our spewing partnerships. Uh, this, This was introduced in May 2022, uh, the New South Wales Police entered an agreement with major sporting bodies and, and I'll just touch on a few of them. We've got, um, the National Rugby League, New South Wales Rugby League, AFL. We've got soccer. We've got, um, baseball, basketball. We've, we've got all these partnerships, even surf lifesaving, you know, like not one of your traditional type, kind, type, kind of team sports, but everybody recognizes the value that, you know, surf lifesaving add to the community. They've all come on board with us. They, they come along to our, um, I suppose, flagship program, which is called Fit for Life. It's running in nearly a hundred locations across the state. Um, every week, over a thousand kids come along to a Fit for Life sessions and, and, and you'll see their police activities officers from the Police Citizens Youth Club and these sporting partners will come along. They provide a, a mentoring role. For, for young people and demonstrate, you know, good decision making. They demonstrate discipline and routine. And so that, that's a project that, um, that, that we've got running. We've got 71, that happening in 71 locations across the state at the moment and always looking for new partners to come along. Project Community is another one. It's a partnership that we have with Youth Justice New South Wales, where our police are going into the six youth justice centres in New South Wales. We're working with these kids who are incarcerated, but we're also then working with their families on the outside and so that when they get released from their their their, their incarceration period, they are still in touch with the youth engagement officers um, who are supporting them when they get out, trying to, I suppose, influence them in the right direction and, and keep them away from those bad influences that cause them to get there in the first place. And finally, the next one I'll, I'll touch on, which is uh, about to be formally launched in a week or so, a project out at Blacktown PCYC, 
a music industry partnership with um, the Sebastian Foundation, Sony Music, PCYC and our police as well. And we're even bringing in the uh, National uh, Literacy and Numeracy Foundation to work with us to give kids a, a safe place to go to express themselves artistically. So we recognise that not every kid's, you know, interested in sport. We know that there's a lot of other stuff out there and so so we're going to set up this um, music studio and give kids a place where they can go and, you know, work with some musicians and in a safe environment, culturally respectful and safe and, um, and you know, do their thing in that space and, and give them opportunities that they wouldn't have already had. That's true. When you see people's attitude to police, it's formed by their last interaction with police. If that was negative, it's going to be negative. And that's one of your key goals, I guess, is is to use these officers out in the community to change that around and those interactions being positive. Because I guess over 35 years of crime reporting and journalism, I've seen a lot of negative mentoring, you know, where kids in the suburbs end up in bikey gangs or other criminal gangs, end up in jail or not on a revolving door, recidivism of up to 50% in some areas in the country. You know, this is a really serious community concern and it just takes a couple of good interactions to change someone's life for the better and the whole community benefits. So, you know, uh, do, you, do you feel that you're making progress in that sort of sense, that you are turning people's attitude one by one? Look, I, I think we are. I, I think we are. And, and you know, look, we always know, and it, it, I, I feel sorry for my police in the field, to be honest, because they work really hard and, and they are absolutely passionate about engaging with young people, intervening early. We kind of see ourselves as that circuit breaker, you know, where we where we try to get in early. We look at all the risk factors of kids that, that are, are, you know, being reported as victims or, or sometimes as entry-level um, young offenders. We try to get in there and, and intervene and and be that circuit breaker and and you know it, it actually hurts them. It, it hurts our guys when and you can see it in their faces, the disappointment in the police officers' faces because they care where where they've got a kid, they're working really well with them. He's he or she's showing really positive positive signs of of turning their life around, and then something happens. You know, like we can't be there twenty four seven, and you know they. They, they have a good morning with us and then they, they go off and they mix with the wrong crowd again and they go and make a silly decision. It, it really hurts, to be honest, and you can see it. So we, we have our wins, but we have our losses. But, but you know, we just keep dusting ourselves off, I suppose, and <laughs> getting up and, 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 and trying again. Yeah, that's right. I guess it goes back to that selection of the right members to do this sort of a job. It's like with domestic violence. Some members are very good at it. Some members find it's the worst thing they can do. So when you're dealing in this space where the the goal set's not that clear, the results are not clear, how do you go about selecting the right people who can represent what is a very enlightened view of dealing with youth in, in New South Wales? The recruitment process for police in my command is not an easy process to be honest we, we generally do a a try before you buy type thing where we we will get um an interested officer along for a a three-month secondment to our command it's a little bit unknown to be honest across the broader police force exactly what they do a lot of perception is that, that the youth engagement officers are you know just kind of hanging out with kids in the pcyc clubs and yes there is an element of that but they, they work so hard doing other 
other stuff as well. They're, they're in the schools. They're, they're, they're working with the Department of Education, doing school presentations. They are mentoring some of the hardest kids in the state, you know, victims of sexual abuse, kids that have been caught up in youth gangs of violence. They are going into the correctional centres working with those kids. That They are knocking on the doors of these kids' families that, that, you know, let's be honest, a lot of these kids have learnt this behaviour from parents that have themselves been through the criminal justice system, you know, and hate the cops. So, so that's the sort of work they're doing. And, you know, anyone who thinks that coming to Youth Command and being a, a, a we call them YEOs, Youth Engagement Officers, is a, is an easy career in the cops. It is not. It is not at all. It is a, a, a tough gig and, and they got to be set for disappointment sometimes um, and have that resilience. So, you know, I, I, I actually couldn't do their job. They, they got a tough job. Yeah. And you raise a good point because it's not just hanging out with children, uh, youth and so forth, and, you know, handing out lollipops and teaching them how to box and all that kind of stuff. But because when one of these kids gets in trouble and all the members now attend that person's house, the YEO will go along and will provide useful intelligence to the to the general duties members who are attending those jobs, but also teach the those members how to deal with these sort of issues because this is a very specialist role. This is not just something you do once you, you finish your time on the van, okay, you're going to be a YEO, off you go. This is a specialised role like so many of these social welfare-focused um, jobs in the police these days. And, and well, you called it, Adam. You, you, you know, I, did, I wasn't going to say it, but seeing as you raised it, um, with our recruitment, we, we do have sometimes police come to our command and say, you know, I just need a bit of a break from the from the you know the first response type duties and being on the the front of the van. And and my my words to them are, you, you come to the wrong command, guys. If you that's what you think it is, that's because it's not that it's not easy. It is hard work. You'll be working harder um, that than you did on the truck. Um, that's for sure. Yeah. And you won't get those, you know, you won't make the crime stats. No, no, you won't be, um, you won't be taking reports of crime. You won't be, we don't want our police and the youth command to be locking up kids. That's for sure. That's not their role. Um, it's about engaging. It's about intervening early. Um, and, and a lot of the work that you do will kind of be hard to measure and, um, hard to report on. A lot of it will be just good news stories, anecdotal, you know, hearing about, you know, little Billy Rhubarbs who was going off track and was was going down a life of crime and um, disengaged from school and we managed to bring him back in and uh, we, we got him involved in a couple of programs through the PCYC, you know, network and got him on a fit-for-work program and then he, he gets a job being a, you know, a tradesperson or whatever, and these stories happen every day of the week. Every day of the week, they happen, and um, and and I'm really proud of the work that they do. Oh yeah, I've just been speaking to a couple of them already, Jake and Belinda. Wow, enthusiastic! Want to get at the job? I mean, and I think they they do carry their heart on their sleeve. I mean, some of these roles in policing these days require a big heart. I think if you're going to get ahead in them, and what I see in in the in the folks you put up for me to talk to, they do have big hearts. Yeah, no, look, I, we love them. <laughs> I, I respect them. As I said I, earlier, I, I couldn't do their job. I, I don't know that I, I could sort of get out of bed every morning knowing that, you know, there's a fair chance that you're going to find out that one of the kids that you invested your heart and soul into has 
has slipped off the rails and, you know, you got to go and instead of picking them up in the morning to, to take them to a, uh, you know, fit for life or fit for fun type boxing class that you've got to go and see them in the dock at the police station. They, they do it every day, these guys, but, um, they keep doing it. Yes. That's right. I think um, that's a universal problem uh, in this area. But um, I think there's there's signs of life here, Sam, and you've been doing a great job so far. So very impressed. Thank you. Much appreciated. Thanks, Sam. That was Superintendent Sam Crisofulli, the officer in charge of the Youth Command. In a moment, we'll hear from one of the officers working on the ground with at-risk youth after these messages from our sponsors. There are many reasons to choose a term deposit with Police Bank. Whether you're planning a holiday, saving for your first or second property, buying a new car, school expenses, or simply just saving for a rainy day. Police Bank has a range of term deposits starting from periods of six months, so you can choose a term deposit that suits you. This podcast is also proudly brought to you by Charles Sturt University providing education for the New South Wales police force and law enforcement worldwide for over 30 years. Do you want to become a cop or further your policing career? We can help. Visit csu.edu.au forward slash policing to learn more. Welcome back to the New South Wales Police Youth Command. This command has dedicated officers on the ground, working with young people to identify and assist those at risk. This proactive approach is breaking down the barriers between police and youth, opening up pathways away from trouble and towards employment and a better crime-free future. My name is Senior Constable Belinda Flynn and I'm a Youth Engagement Officer with the New South Wales Police Youth Command and I'm currently working and based out of the Hawkesbury PCYC, working with young people on programs and and mentoring and trying to stop young people from entering the criminal justice system. Where are you right now? Um, So I'm currently at Windsor Police Station. So finished up this morning, I had the Fit for Life program out of the PCYC in Hawkesbury. That's a group of young people that have come come down and um, they do sport with us, do a bit of fitness, and then we feed them breakfast and take them to school. And that's that's a pretty fundamental aspect of this program, getting kids to school. These are things that I guess traditionally weren't done by police. They were done by social welfare organisations and things. So this is a bit different now. Tell me how that uh, how's that changed your job? Well, obviously working with the young people, you know, we we sort of take a look at. We all know that the start of the day, if you have physical activity, you're setting yourself up for the day. You're setting yourself up for positive interactions at school. You know, you're getting the endorphins happening. You're going to go into school. And if, you you know, you're the type of young person that tends to get in trouble at school, we've already given you a, a positive start to the day, put food into your belly and then set you up to go to school, do your best. Um, and try to, you know, focus. When we take a look at the young people, we we, we kind of, we, we need to take a step back. This is one of our core programs that we do. This is, say, the starter program. We take a look at them and say, right, so what are the environmental factors around you? You know, all the young people that come to us are fit for life. They're all from different walks of life. So, that you know, they don't have to be offending and in the criminal justice system. They may um, have social issues. You know, they may, you know, not 
know when their next meal is coming from. They may be in out-of-home care facilities. It's like an open program where you can come in, have conversations with us. You're surprised the amount of conversations that you have when you're boxing. The things that have been told to me when I'm boxing with a young person that doesn't really like police too much, you know, when we're in our PT police gear, we still have police logos on, but you've sort of taken back that first layer and, and you're having that conversation with those people. The young people, you know, will tell you, you know, well, this happened or this is happening at school or, look, I've got friends that are trying to get me into this, you know, what do I do? And it's, it's more like a casual approach, speaking with them, trying to give them advice and mentoring them because some of these young people, they, they don't have that positive influence, you know. And if we start with this, you know, this program, then we're able to you know, dive a little bit deeper with some of these young people and, and do the one-on-one -on -one mentoring with them. Their name may, you know, come up at the local police station and all of a sudden, hold on a second, they're starting to go in a path that we don't want them to go. So that's where we, we, we then have a look at them and go, okay, this young person might be ideal for some of other, our other programs that we do. You know, they're looking for a job, you know, fit for work or Maybe they might be suited to, you know, the police force or going in the army, so like fit for service. Or they just need a little bit of care. They just need someone to go, you know what, I believe in you. I believe that, you know, your worth is, is so valuable and you've got to understand that. You know, because sometimes these kids are kicked and kicked and kicked and told you nothing or, you know, we know as adults how we feel when that happens to us, you know, let alone a young person where they're still developing and trying to work out where their life direction is going to go, you know. that's it's, it's a little small type of, you know, win where you might be doing a Fit for Life program. Two weeks later, the, that young person has something that's going on at school. They give you a call and say, hey, listen, can I just have a conversation with you about something? I'm not sure about this or I need a little bit of assistance with that. That's a win because they know we're police but they are still, because we're starting to have those positive interactions with them, they know that they can come to us and have these conversations before it gets to that point where they're in custody and they're already entering the criminal justice system. Yeah, very good point there. And I think it's, um, uh, what's that old saying that also people's attitude to police is usually formed by their last interaction with police. So this is kind of breaking a cycle. And I guess it goes both ways, doesn't it? I mean, sometimes I guess police officers can take a neg negative attitude towards youth, but when you deal with people, you hear the stories, the background. And so I guess it's a two-way process um, that, I, that I think seems to be working in your case. Yeah, it's always, you know, you've got to sort of take a look back. And again, my whole philosophy in working with young people um, for so long is we always look at the why. Why is this happening? You know, you don't just go, you know what, I'm going to wake up today and I'm going to steal a car. That doesn't just happen, okay? Sometimes it is a spare of the moment and they're doing really, you know, silly things. But when we peel back the layers and we take a look about, okay, this young person, are they bored? Do they have no positive influence in their life? You know, do they have nothing to aim for? So they're looking for, you know, someone else to believe in them. And, you know, when they're, when they're you know, 10, 11, 12, they're starting to develop those feelings and they're looking for that. So if, if we don't get them there, 
at that age, when they're starting to be, you know, 13, 14, 15, they've already got those decisions in their head where they are either going to go that path or that path. So I believe that, you know, if, if we look at the young person and, and, and when they're 11 or 12, you know, even before they're getting to high school, you know, I work with, you know, occasionally a one-on, you know, one with, a, you know, young people that are at the end of their primary school but heading into high school, they need that little bit of extra support. I think, you know, the Hawkesbury is quite, quite a unique area. Um, you know, I, I, I love working in the Hawkesbury because it's, we, we've kind of got that little bit of a country town feel about it. So it, it's all about community. You know, when, when, when there's a problem here, it's all about community. You know, working in uh, Hawkesbury Police Area Command prior to coming across to Youth Command, you know, I was a youth officer and a crime prevention officer. So I, I, I knew the young people, I knew the community. And it's, it's the problem we have here is that the kids are bored. There's, you know, not much for them to do as such. It's that, so when you get bored with young people, then they're looking for things to happen. They're looking for a bit of excitement. So it's, what happens then is then they start doing minor things, you know, just stealing stuff from the shop, a packet of chips, a packet of lollies. They're minor criminal offences, but again, we know that where that can lead to. You know, it's it's the beauty of the Hawkesbury is that we've got some great agencies that we work very closely with. You know, as Youth Command, we work very closely with the police area commands here. And it's if there's a, a, a youth issue, we take a look at it and go, okay, how can we wrap ourselves around this as a community, as local, um, you know, the, the council or, you know, someone like Platform Youth Services, um, you know, a local youth charity um, up the road, Rough Track. It's it's how can we help these young people as a community? Yes. And yours is a very different role. Can I ask you, when was the last time you arrested somebody and locked them up? Oh, I'm trying to even remember. That's it. I'm trying to remember. It's, it's you know, uh, uh, longer than 12 months at least, um, you know, and again, it's that was when I was working on a police operation, you know, not, not specifically in my role. Um, you know, I always say I, I believe, you know, that uh, I've been working in the police for 13 years and I've got the best job in the, in the police doing what we do because we get to see the positive. We get to see the, you know, the difference. Again, we don't, it's the little wins that we take. It's the, you know, the smiles on the street and the, the high fives when you're off duty even. You know, getting that, they know that we're police. But because we've built up the rapport with them, because we treat them like people, that's that's it's simple, you know. That they're, they're 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 be kind. Like it's not that hard, no. you know. If it's treat them how you want to be treated, you know, it's the mutual respect. That's the first thing I say with all my programs. But the problem for you, Belinda, is that your small wins don't really translate to crime stats. They don't relate to valour awards. No. And on the other side of the coin, it's full of disappointment. You can wake up one morning and see a child you've been dealing with the day before has gone off track and they're suddenly in the watch house. And then you've got another role to play with the family, with the arresting officers, to try to see how this can be dealt with in a way that isn't putting someone in jail or otherwise jeopardising their future. Because let's face it, in today's world, one or two mistakes, your card is marked. It's very difficult to get ahead as a young person. So you've, you've got to walk a bit of a tightrope there. Yeah, definitely. It's, it's you know, it's always when I get that notification of, you know, young person that I've been dealing with and it's that, oh, 
why, why? But then when we go, you know, see that young person or if they're in custody or, you know, speak to the family, it's, it's a different approach. It's a, you know, it's a trying to explain to that young person, you know, they I hate the cops, I don't want to talk to you, I, you know, I hate this and no. But then I always stop them and go, well, why were police involved? Did you make a mistake? Yes, I did. Okay, so the police were involved. Yes. Okay, so what do we need to do moving forward? Because that's happened. We can't change that. Now we need to work on making the positive decisions, the smart decisions, but let's do it together. You know, those, those type of young people, when you sit down and break down, you know, the situation that's just happened to them or they're, they're in custody or, you know, they're asking for you in custody, you know, you, you sit down and you, you walk in and you, that disappointed look on your face and they know that their head's down, they're, they're sorry, they're, you know, upset or anything. You've got that rapport with them. So then you can have the conversation with them, their caregiver, you know, who, whoever's supporting them and just show them that it's you've made a mistake, let's move forward. We're here to support you during that. We don't want this to happen again. Yes, it's happened, but let's prevent from further interactions with the criminal justice system. Let's try and make a positive out of a negative. And right, so, and I guess there's been enough comebacks, enough renaissances of these young people to tell you that it's worth continuing that treasured rapport. Rapport is the most important thing in policing, in journalism, a whole bunch of things in life, you know, and that treasured rapport must be maintained. I've got so many positive stories, um, you know, that I'd love to tell. There's, there's probably one or two that sort of, you know, stick in my head that, you know, I did have a young person that was uh, on, on the negative path, you know, entering the criminal justice system, you know, making some huge mistakes. And it's my kind of approach is, you know, hey, how you going? Introduce myself, leave it at that. Walk away, come back sometime later. Again... How you going? Here I am. These are my details. If you need anything, I'll let you know. You know, you let me know. Had a young person that I did that for a couple of weeks. I knew that there was something, you know, happening in the background that they had entered the criminal justice system. They were, you know, waiting um, outcomes from court. And over the coming weeks, we built up an incredible rapport to the point where they dealt with their outcome. The positivity that has come from that and the rapport that I have with that young person and it was all because I showed them respect and that's that's what it came down to they had dealt with you know unfortunately um, police and they knew that they had made, made a mistake so they owned it that young person now going into you know fantastic um, work with other young people and becoming a mentor the cycle has just gone a full circle all because you know this this young person has realized their mistake you move forward and make some positivity out of a, a negative then you're going to go far in life and this young person is going to go so far in life um, you know and they they went from a head nod in the beginning to they see me now and give me a big hug you sound more like a psychologist there family psychologist you're becoming <laughs> there, Belinda. Really? 
And I guess the other thing you've got, the other thing you're dealing with is social media. Powerful, powerful influencer of young people's behavior. And particularly we're looking at TikTok where there's a culture of people doing things to get noticed. And of course, a bored kid getting a global audience, well, that's something powerful to deal with. How do you, how do you work against um, the, uh, the social media influence? It's a hard one. It's, um, you know, because going up against social media, it's, you know, I believe it can be used for positivity. It's, it's you know, it's got that sort of people sit there and watch these funny videos and have a laugh and, you know, get the endorphins going. But then when it's not monitored, it can be very harmful, very harmful. You know, um, I, I worked with some young people that were cyberbullied um, for some time, you know, and that, that had a quite a detrimental effect on their mental health you know and that could have probably should have been monitored a bit more but it was it was the young people not understanding the hurt that it can cause the young people not understanding that just to get that video to put on the social media there's a potential for them to be harming themselves it's the the online and offline world that's what I talk about it with young people you know, there should be no difference in your online and offline world. There should be no difference in, you know, in my social media accounts. If you're on my social media account, it means that I would stop and talk to you offline. You're not there because I want a, a like or a, or a share. You're part of my offline life. So, therefore, I feel safe enough for you to be in my online world. It's such a big topic that, you know, gets spoken about all the time and, I think our conversations need to start being a bit more open about it. So how long can one do this job for? As I say, there's some highs and lows, a lot of lows and a lot of unrecognised highs. Um, how long can you do it for? As long as I'm enjoying it. That's that's always been my philosophy is, you know, if you're in a, in a role where, you know, you're not actually bringing anything to the role or you're not, you know, making a change you know, in the role, especially this role, you know, it's 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 such a positive role. Yeah, you're also going to see, you know, those dark days and, you know, when, when things happen to the young people you're involved in. And, and we've had those days, you know, in the past sort of year or two where that's where, you know, you, you, you take a stand back and you support the other people around you that are including those young people that are also going through those type of processes. It comes to that, that point where if you don't enjoy what you do, because this is a quite a passionate role, you know, you can probably understand I am passionate about this you know you've got to be um it's it's not a role where you sort of step into and write that report or okay send that off and it's it changes it's you know the role's ever changing and you're working out you know what that young person needs because they're different to that other young person that you dealt with last week or as situations come up so you might have to react quickly and 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 go and visit that young person and go okay let's go down to the club let's play some you know sport and have a conversation let's you know a bit of soccer a bit of kick around go in the gym what's going on what happened less next week you know so it's it's ever changing but again it's one that you have to be passionate about it so if i if i lose the passion you know or, or make the decision go maybe it's now time for me to go where I can be that voice for the young people. I think some of these roles in police that I'm discovering like domestic violence liaison officer, youth engagement officer, yes they take a lot of passion but they take a big heart as well and you've got to have enough room in your heart to really get involved with these families and these people and ride the disappointments and realise you can't change the world but get that quiet satisfaction from what you do 
And I guess, obviously, when you have those moments, your heart just gets bigger. Maybe I'm getting a bit pop psychology here, but I think I know it's true with people who deal in this space <laughs> because it is so full of disappointments. But you have to have heart and you have to love it. That's it. I, I was always taught just just be kind. Like it's the world's a crazy place that we live in. So if you've got a bit of kindness, show that to someone else. I was lucky and, and was shown a lot of love. But if you look at a young person and they potentially don't know where they're going to live next week, they might be moved to another out-of-home care. They might be or situations happening where there is violence in the home and that they have to be taken out. Or you need to show that person, that young person, is a bit of kindness and care. And again, you, you know, you've got to have empathy. You've got to have, as you said, a bit of heart, you know, to, to show these young people that, well, I, I believe you are worth something. I believe that you are going to achieve great things. You just need a little bit of support and there's nothing wrong with that. And, you know, I think we also see in the media, the Daily Telegraph, 2GB, all the popular media, uh, demonising of kids. Youth crime quickly gets described as gang crime. Um, gang crime leads to more serious crime. And it's not very helpful. I, I treat everyone on face value. I don't, I don't care where you, you know, where you come from. It, it means nothing to me. You're a, you're a young person that needs help. That's, that's all it is. And... Sometimes these young people, you know, that are, are coming from, you know, backgrounds that are that have already hit the, the brick wall before they've all been even finished primary school. It's those type of kids where you go, you know what, let's try and break that cycle. Just showing them a little bit of kindness, a little bit of care and helping them through navigate what is a positive decision, what's a negative, you know, and, and what's wrong, what's right. What a concept. Hey, well done. You're going to have a great career if you haven't already. So thank you so much for your time today and thank you for your service to the young people of New South Wales. I think that's all I can say is because it is a, it is a sometimes thankless job and you're doing a great job, so we salute you. Thank you, Belinda. My pleasure. Thanks for having me. That was Senior Constable Belinda Flynn of the New South Wales Police Youth Command. Next week, we take a dive into the world of robbery and serious crime and a new crime category involving international students, the virtual kidnap. Thanks for listening. Inside the New South Wales Police Force is a Real Crime Australia production in association with the New South Wales Police Force. The host producer is Adam Shan. Editing and imaging by Matt Dwyer. For New South Wales Police, Christian Schweitzer, Sergeant Emma Key, Senior Constable Ashley Bold and Anthony Bray and the New South Wales Police Force Band. To find out more about any of our products discussed on today's episode, search Police Bank. Alternatively, speak to one of the Police Bank team on 131 728. This podcast is also proudly brought to you by Charles Sturt University, providing education for the New South Wales Police Force and law enforcement worldwide for over 30 years. Do you want to become a cop or further your policing career? We can help. Visit csu.edu.au forward slash policing to learn more.